0: All right. Happy Saturday. How are, are you guys like feeling sad about the snow or happy about it? Sad, yeah, you know. We're just going to pretend. Guys, here's the thing. God has brought us all to a resort in Mexico, and it is sunny outside, and we are worshiping him inside, and we're just going to think of it that way today. Are you guys okay with that? Um if you have been with us the last month or so we have been diving into romans 14 and um, if you haven't been with us welcome we're so glad that you are here we are still in romans 14 and this week we're just going to be kind of wrapping up this portion of scripture there was so much for us to dig into as a family and so we didn't want to rush past anything that the lord maybe wanted us just little nuggets for us to grab. Um, But here's the thing, if you have ever read that chapter, it can be a little heavy, okay? So everybody go ahead and just go. (sighs) Take a deep breath with me. (sighs) We're taking a deep breath tonight. Here's the thing. We dig into scripture that sometimes can feel incredibly, maybe it's overwhelming, maybe it's heavy. Maybe you look at that scripture and you're like, I honestly don't know how to apply this. Here's the good news. God is so gracious, and he has promised us that he will reveal himself to us, amen? And so we don't have to feel overwhelmed. We don't have to feel heavy or burdened. We do not have to have all the answers because we get to connect with the one who can give us the answers, right? So tonight, I just wanted to be able to take a little bit of a breather. Um, If you did not know this about me, I was at one point a youth intern and then I became a children's pastor, so I love a good game. Um, I think they should not be forsaken in church and adults are missing out. So this weekend, there are prizes. Okay, I promise it will be fun. Somebody is going to want to play. But can I ask for two bold volunteers to kick us off tonight? We have more than one game. It is a little challenging, but like I said, there are prizes. So do we have any volunteers? Woo! What? Woo! He just got... volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on. You can do this. You're going to take it home. I believe in you. All right. We have one. We need one more. Any willing volunteers? I'll tell you this. My kids would race you to this table if they were in this room right now because they really want to play it. Ooh, yes. Chris, come on up. Oh. (laughs) okay. so here's the deal. Has anybody ever seen Minute to Win It? Minute to Win It games. I forgot my phone, so I'm going to need somebody to be our minute timer. I know we all have phones in here, so I feel very, very safe with that. Here's the deal. We have some bowls here of uncooked rice, I promise. Uncooked. And their challenge is to use chopsticks. Art, would either of you say that you find yourself amazing with chopsticks? (laughs) okay and we have a (laughs) and we have a total giggle fest over here okay so they're both their goal is to use these chopsticks and just so you know we have Gabriel and we have Chris we're gonna cheer them on they want to try to get as many of (laughs) these grains of rice God willing into this other bowl in one minute okay and whoever gets the most in the bowl wins Who has a timer? Yeah, you can only use chopsticks, you can only use one hand. Ooh, he's trying to give you cheats. Say what? All right, on your mark, get set, go. All right. Oh, he's speed, speed, speed. I like it, I like it, I like it. You've got this. He has a strategy with a fat side. Try that and then scoop it. Chris is going to go on an all inclusive trip. <laughs> no, you can't pick it up. You can't pick the bowl up. All right, so far. Oh, three grains of rice. Yes. Guys, it's really hard. I suggest trying this at home if you're ever bored, okay? All right, how much time do we have? 23 seconds. All right, guys, cheer them on. Chris, you've got this. Get some rice in that bowl. Come on. I will say, Chris with the cleanliness over here. Four, three, two, one. All right. Gabriel and Chris. I think what that means, this means that Brad, Chris, you're, her husband needs to take her on a sushi date. Who would agree with me? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Do you hate sushi? All right. Cook some rice and start there. <laughs> All right. Gabriel, here is your Starbucks gift card. Thank you guys so much for playing and being good sport. It really is harder than it looks, I promise. It's really challenging. Um, we tried in our kitchen today, and it was eventful. Okay. So now... I need two volunteers, not for a game. If you would consider yourself a speed reader. Great at reading fast. Anybody, anybody, anybody? I see a lot of like people shaking their heads, like, please. Would you like to be nominated? Just reading 12 verses. Yeah. All right, and then I need one more person, and I need to bring the mic over there. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. So I'm going to have you go ahead and read um, 1 through 12, and then I'm going to ask someone else to read verses 13 through 23. Again, we are in Romans 14.
1: Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man, whose faith is weak, eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One man considers one one day more sacred than another another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord." For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, who do you judge your, why do you judge your brother, or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God.
0: Anybody for verses 13 through 23? Thank you.
2: That was not very fast, but it was very...
0: That competitive spirit. (laughs) He wants a gift card, guys.
2: It was very clear, though, so... Uh, I'm not going to be very fast either. You said speed <laughs> reader. I'm not.
0: Listen, if you read it in complete Spanish, I will give you this Ooh. gift card. All right? <laughs> I'm
2: not going to do that either. Okay. <laughs> Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you're no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approvable, approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong uh, for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves, But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin.
0: I would definitely listen to either of you read the audio Bible. So that might be a career you would like to look into. For us, after tonight, I'll do some research for you. Um, Okay, so now we have another game. And this game is actually a practice, believe it or not, of what we just read. Okay, here's why. We are not going to judge whoever plays this game on how they're going to get this cookie from the forehead into their mouth. Has anybody ever done this? If you know a secret, please volunteer. I've never, I think I've seen one person on YouTube do it successfully. Two volunteers, guys. I believe in you. And they're chocolate chip. We won't judge you for eating gluten or sugar. Otherwise, I literally will pick you every random. <laughs> I'm like, you two look like you really just want to compete with each other. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> oh. All right, would you tell everybody your names? I'm Ben. And I'm Amy. Amy, so you can pick whichever one is your favorite. And you just want to yell, <laughs> scream their names so loud. Again, you have one minute. You cannot use your hands. Place the cookie on your forehead and maneuver your face to try and get the cookie into your mouth. This is all of the stakes for later, guys. I'm super excited. All right, you have the timer. On your mark, get set, go! Oh, you can pick it up, you can pick it up. Oh, it's so smooth! Oh, inch it down. (laughs) That's a tactic. I like it. Come on, Ben. You're so close. Oh. Say it. I did not judge you. I am taking Romans 14 to heart tonight. <laughs> yeah, God has blessed this ground, so you're good. You can eat it. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much. Seriously, we love just being a family that can have fun and can laugh together. And I just felt tonight that the Lord specifically wants to breathe hope. And he wants to breathe joy. So if you came into this room and you literally are like, yo, I'm a deflated balloon. He really wants to just breathe fresh life into you. Lift your spirits. Know that there are things that maybe, I don't know who this is for in this room, but that you are feeling so weighed down and burdened. But you are trying to carry things that aren't yours to carry. And so he's just asking you tonight, As challenging as it is, just let it go, give it to him, say, God, I trust you with whatever that thing is, and just allow him to carry it, okay? We all just want to be present to what the Lord is doing in the room tonight, so I just want to encourage you, he is a God of hope. He is your safety, your security, your peace, and he is faithful to meet you in your place of need. So as we have processed through, and I've just sat in the room with all of you in the conversations in the past weeks over Romans 14, um, I tend to find myself in this place of wanting to kind of know like, okay God, just give it to us straight, right? Tell me where the line is, tell me what the shape is, like what are we working with here? The thing about God is that he is relational and he wants so badly for us to, to come to him, to seek him. And so, I don't know about you, but as you study the Bible, there are things that, to me, I'm like, Lord, this is really confusing. He wasn't trying to confuse us. I'm not saying that. But God's hope in Scripture is that he is hidden. And so, when we have confusion, that we would actually go to him and find him in the midst of it, right? It's not working out our own knowledge. It's not saying, I have it all figured out. Here's black, here's white, here's gray. It's literally, Lord, the posture of my heart is to meet with you, to seek you, and to understand what you're trying to say. And so for me, in the conversations even that I've had with some of you, it's, it's almost like paralyzing when we read this and we have the not knowing. We just want God to say, stamp of approval, disapproval, move on, right? Do not become paralyzed by that. God's heart is simply to speak to you directly. And as we've discussed in the last weeks, it is not going to look exactly like what he's speaking to the person next to you. And that's okay, that's actually beautiful. It's because God knows you so personally and so deeply. So here's the thing that freed me up in this. I don't have to be paralyzed or to have a fear of misstep or walking this incorrectly Because when we read verse 12, it says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God, himself, herself. We will each give account to God. I am not going to be held accountable for what Rachel hears from God. She's not going to be held accountable for what I hear from God. Are there universal things in Scripture? Absolutely. But how we walk that out in our day-to-day life, it's not just going to be stamps, right? They don't all look the same, which is great because a world of stamps would be incredibly boring. Um, Super grateful for that. And so my posture coming out of this was just, I want to know. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's Ukraine, if it's um, struggles in the workplace, if it's homosexuality, if it's people who are walking through just broken family situations, it literally doesn't matter what it is. God wants each and every person in this room to come before him and say, okay, God, I'm reading your scripture, I'm studying it, I'm trying to search your word, please speak to me, please make clear to me what grieves your heart? How can I align with you on these issues? And so when I say God's speaking, I'm not just saying you audibly hearing him, it literally could be through a friend, through a fellow believer, it could be through scripture there's so many things that this encompasses but it's all about hearing right for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin that's the end of verse 23 and if you've sat under pastor Dan's teaching for any amount of time then you've heard him say faith comes by hearing he's not just saying that because that's his opinion he's saying because Romans 10:27 Says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, all of us in this room, we have so many things, whether it's competing voices, busy schedules. There's a lot of static in our lives, right? And we want to be committed to moving past that, to removing some of the noise if we have the ability. Sometimes you don't, and that's okay. God knows exactly where you are and he will meet you there. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this whole passage ends with this verse. And I think it's so interesting because that means that it's all predicated on us hearing from God. We want to do things in faith and we do that when we hear from him. So you may have something that you can think of or reference lately that you've brought before the Lord, or even a situation that you desperately needed to hear the Lord, and I just want you to meditate on that. Is our posture first, whether, I can speak for myself, whether that's worry, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, whether it's stress, is that our first posture, or is our posture to literally go (laughs) to God in prayer and say, I, I don't know the answer to this, Lord. I need your help with whatever this thing is. And he's calling us to do that more and more and more. And he promises this isn't selective. He's not saying, Angela, you can hear from me. Awesome. But Ben, you can't. John ten twenty seven says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them. My sheep hear my voice. Not only is he saying this is a lifeline for you, that's a promise. When you walk in relationship with Jesus, you have the promise that you will know his voice. It sounds like nothing else. And so everything else that will compete for your attention, you hear his voice and he knows you. So if I'm going to hear God's voice, something that I have been challenged on personally, Are we then engaging in a monologue or a dialogue? I read scripture and I want him to speak to me, but maybe I read something that really relates to what I'm going through, and so I'm just constantly telling God what I'm going through, and he's probably like, it's okay, Janelle, I already know, right? He doesn't get frustrated. He just wants me to take a minute to listen, because if I'm always just talking to him, where am I making space for him to speak to me? So I want to ask you tonight, and this is open to anyone, if you are new with us, um, we love interaction, we love just hearing the wisdom and revelation that the Lord has given each individual person. And so my question is, what is keeping you from having the expectation that you can hear from God? What are things that are barriers to us believing that we can hear from Him?
3: Social media, the news, Hmm. we get wrapped up in all of that, and God kind of, he's back back of our minds while we're so focused and putting our energy into what's going on in the world. Yeah, it's really good. good.
2: For me, it's always uh, other thoughts in my head, other voices in my head, just uh, not like schizophrenic voices, but... (laughs) Different, th- just different thoughts. That just not not knowing is it is it God's voice? Is it my voice? Is it the voice of the enemy lying to me? That kind of just the multitude of thoughts that go through my head.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna say it's when, like for for me, I think for us, when you're believing God for something and you believe you've heard Him on it, you know you've heard Him on it. He's spoken to something, and and so you're believing for that thing, and then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It happens not how you we're believing. And then you question, do I, you know, do I even hear God? Do Mm. I, did I make that up? Did I make all of that up? So Um, that's a tough one.
0: Yeah. And I just want to tag on to that as an encouragement to each of you. Remind yourself when those moments come, we live in a fallen world. So there are so many people right around us and in situations where not only do I need to hear from God, but a lot of times those situations where we're asking the Lord to intervene or, for a certain outcome where maybe other people also need to hear from the Lord, right? All of these things work together, and it's okay. Sometimes, absolutely, we're human. Maybe I misunderstood what he was saying. Maybe I misunderstood the timing. But also know that there are so many factors outside of yourself, and we're so quick to criticize ourselves when those things happen and just want to shut down because it feels more safe, right? If if I just tell myself I can't hear from God and I don't even need to ask the questions anymore, right? We wall ourselves in, but that feels safe. That's
5: good.
6: I'm Marcus. <laughs> Hi, Marcus.
0: Oh yeah. Hi, Marcus. <laughs> the name rule. Say your name. <laughs> <I'm hot.
6: laughs> Todd and Rachel over here, but they already lost their chance. Um, I think oftentimes um, I miss the voice of God because I come with my own agenda of what I expect him to speak to rather than just coming with an open heart and open mind as to whatever he wants to speak to. So, you know, present, here's the four things, God, that you can speak to in my life. And I think immediately that closes oftentimes my own heart, not even his voice, but my own heart and my... my, my, the, the ears of my heart to hearing what he has to say on everything in my life, as opposed to just these three or four things that I want to present and listen to him on. So I think that that's a, a penalization that I create naturally oftentimes by saying, okay, these are, the, these are the safe areas, these are the unsafe areas. And I think that he is, um, oftentimes he, he just honors the fact that I haven't brought anything else to him. And he's like, you know, I'm willing to speak to these things if you're willing to open your heart but you've only presented a couple of things to me, so.
5: I, I was gonna say pride, which I think Marcus, you just speak direct too, is it, when I think that I know better than God, it close, closes my antenna up from being able to hear him. Oh, I'm Dan. I'm Dan. Huh.
7: I'm DJ speaking for someone that's interacting via text. Oh, yes.
0: If you would like to text to interact, text 720-505-4511.
7: That's (laughs) 720-505-4511. Yeah. Please have your Visa or MasterCard ready when you call. No, I'm just kidding. No, this, uh, whoever this is, is mentioning and highlighting verse 22 of chapter 14. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. And they mentioned that, you know, there's no speaking and no words of judgment allowed, according to this verse, that we have to keep it to ourselves because no one can know the prejudice or bias in our heart. And maybe the Lord knows the prejudice and bias that we're working through. And so that can be, you know, part of how he interacts with us or maybe makes us wait at times.
0: Yeah, whoever that was, thank thank you. you for texting that in. I think that's a cultural thing for us, just Western culture in general, where we feel that it's kind of necessary for us to just let everyone know what our thoughts and opinions are. And I think this is a great encouragement to us. It's okay. It's okay for some of those things to just be between you and the Lord. Um, I would love some more answers, but I can read a couple just that came up in teaching team. So what is keeping you from having the expectation that you can hear from God? Comparison. So, thinking that you have to hear how somebody else hears. Mm. That um, we, as Marcus said, my own will. Like, my own will is the thing that keeps me from hearing from God because I'm like, you can answer A, B, C, or D, Lord. Mm. Have your pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really good one. This one actually came up a lot. Unrepentant sin. This is super biblical. So many scriptures that that speak to this directly, but just that there's a barrier. It creates a divide between us and the Lord when we just kind of leave those things unaddressed. And that's not his heart. He wants a clear path to speak to you. Does anyone else have any thoughts?
8: So in Daniel, it talks about Daniel prayed to the Lord and he waited and waited and uh, there was no answer and after 21 days the angel came to him and he said I was sent the first day you prayed but the principality of Persia kept me from coming to you so I had to go get Michael to help so that I could make it to you and so the enemy keeps us from hearing he stymies the messengers mm. and a couple things you know we need to be patient on the answer and we need to ask God and say why is this taking longer than mm. I expected and he may give us the answer you know that my word is coming to you but it's being hindered by the enemy wow
1: Hi, Bill. thank you <laughs> I'm Shauna, and I had a thought, um, sometimes it's, I feel like for me, it's my preparation. I liken it to, um, well, God will meet you wherever you're willing to meet him. So as far and as deep and as remote as you would like to go, he'll meet you there. And sometimes I do like a flyby, like, hey, yeah, and by the way, I had this request, and if you can get back to me as soon as you can, and then I'm going to go about my day. So true. (laughs) But... There's fasting, there's Mm -hmm. setting time aside, there's doing things, um, not to make this super long, but Mark and I went on a hike once and I just remember we made it to this lake and it felt so strongly like this lake is here even if we had never seen it. But the preparation that we had to go to to get there we had to coordinate flights we had to get drops for food we had to do all these things wow. and i felt like that was god really saying to me i will meet you wherever you're willing to go mm. and at, and it's matched with the amount of intent i put behind it yeah so sometimes i think you know i pray like you know 10 seconds and i expect to hear something
3: mm-hmm.
1: but he'll meet me as deep as i want to go
0: would you hang on to that mic for a second um Can everybody in the room close your eyes? And I just want to ask this. It's a simple question. It's just between you and the Lord and your own heart. But just asking the Lord, God, how far am I willing to go to meet with you? And is there a level of preparation that maybe you're asking me or things that I haven't experienced before that you want to make clear to me? And then would you just pray into that preparation piece and just the willingness to meet with him for us, please?
1: Father, thank you. Thank you that you have created us in all of these amazing and wonderful ways. And Father, thank you that you will meet us wherever we are. If it is just a five-second drive by, a quick brief prayer in the morning, or if it's something more deliberate. So Father, I'm praying now that little areas that people have been nudged in, spiritual disciplines that have been coming up maybe over the years or they've heard of or we've heard of and haven't quite been willing to take that leap. But I pray for encouragement. Could you give us all another extra little nudge in that direction where you'd say, you know, it's really cool over here if you'd like to set aside an afternoon or even a weekend or, or something special just to do with me. Or also if it haven't had that nudge, bring people into our lives that maybe have gone before and have new ideas or new ways. But just open our minds to that, to be able to see you in ways that we haven't before. and Give us the courage. And also, well, it's courage to do it, and it's courage to schedule the time to do it as well. So we thank you in advance, because we know that you're waiting, and we are so curious, and we are so hopeful, and we are so expectant. Can't wait to see you there.
0: Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. That gets me so excited, like just this structure in general, because you can listen to people speak and you know that they've encountered the Lord, right? You can just hear in prayers in these different ways that he's unraveling. So take heart. He's doing something so beautiful to allow us to just grab on to each of these things.
9: I uh, I wasn't going to do this tonight, but um, <clears throat> you know the Lord says He wants us to know His thoughts, and He wants us to sh- He wants to show us His ways.
2: Mm-hmm.
9: And what we've done at our church is back in Fort Worth is something. Uh, I was I was driving home from Dallas one day, and I was on the express lane, and I. My wife told me to leave 12 minutes earlier than I did. And I was really doing well until I got to TBN. And it turns to one lane. And I was backed up for 13 miles. And I knew I was going to be late. And I said, oh, Lord. He said, have you got a minute? Mm. I said, I'm pretty captive right now. Yeah. He said, can I tell you that I really don't care what you think? You know, I really don't care what anybody thinks. But you need to know what I'm thinking. And it changed my prayer life forever. Mm. And every day, I just ask him, what is he thinking? And I just now did it. And this is what he said. Fear not, my little flock. Mm. I think so many times we don't think we can hear God because we're afraid. We're afraid of what he's going to say. But that is so false because God is, as we sang, so, so good.
0: Mm -hmm.
9: And he loves his children and he waits with compassion to bless them. Right. And if we know the character of God, then we won't be afraid of
3: Him. Yeah.
9: And we won't be afraid of what He's going to say. And so just embrace Him because He wants to embrace you.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you.
9: This is Lauren
5: Stone's father visiting, watching their kids for
0: Welcome. (laughs) We're so glad to have you. And grabbing the mic
5: and uh, teaching us uh, a little bit about uh, hearing God's
4: voice. I would also
0: listen to you doing a Bible recording. So I'm just throwing that out. Maybe that's the Holy Spirit tonight. We just need some audio Bible people. I love what so much of what you just said, because the reality is, That's even the heart of God in this passage. It's that there wouldn't be fear, that there wouldn't be shame, that there wouldn't be judgment. And why, simply why, would he ask us to do that? Well, if we know that he's called us to become more like him, and we're like, that's a pretty difficult response. Of course, yes, it is. But that's what he's calling us to. He simply wants us to look like him. And so for me to make the decision, for you to make the decision, the faith that you have, the convictions that you have, the judgments that you have, the opinions that you have, keep between yourself and God, right? Like just in those little things where that's a challenge, but it is something that we can actually apply and measure in our walk with the Lord. And I think sometimes, again, I will speak for myself, we're afraid of measurables because we don't really want to know how we're doing. It's, it's kind of easier to just rest in the overwhelming, like, God, you've got this. And he does. But he's calling us to partner with him in this. Something that came up in teaching team that I just want to make sure that I highlight, something that can keep you from having an expectation that you can hear from the Lord. If you have been in places or sat in churches, and this is not against them or any specific place, but there, there have been people in places and times that have tried to formulize how we hear God, what exactly that looks like, when exactly that happens, And so I just want to make sure to say this. Maybe there's something that you've been taught in the past and it just has made you really harsh on yourself or just have a lot of doubt in your ability to hear from God, and he just wants to free you from that tonight. The reality is it's exactly like what was just said. The Lord just wants to embrace you. And think about that. When you embrace someone, they can whisper, It's a quiet voice that can speak to you. And he wants to to take apart some of those things maybe that we've heard and uncomplicate, if you will, tonight. You have anything, DJ, from our texters? Okay. So I was thinking about this. All of these thoughts that we've just mentioned, fear, doubt, pride, shame, hurt past experiences, imagine just like Chris and Gabriel who came to play this game, right? You know the Lord, you have a Bible, you know he wants to speak to you, you have the tools that you need, and like you're going in really trying to glean something, okay? Well, the beautiful thing is in this passage if we can look at what the Scripture is saying, God wants us to know he's handing you a spoon tonight, okay? You you can absolutely, like, I can try to hold these a ton of different ways. Oh, my goodness. Wow, okay, good job, Gabriel. Um, <laughs> I can try to do a ton of different things in my own strength. But when we go back to verse 12, each of us will give an account of himself to God. This whole passage talks about us being fully convinced. As has been discussed, we are fully convinced of his goodness. We choose honor, we give thanks. We walk in righteousness, in peace, and in joy in the Holy Spirit. And it's not us coming in with our own tools and trying to figure it out. With Scripture, God has literally handed us a spoon and said, or even a bowl, whatever. Great. I'm going to give you all of the sustenance that you need. I'm going to provide. I'm going to make this clear. It doesn't have to be even as much of a struggle as we have made it, he's saying, I want to make this so accessible to you. That spoonful by spoonful, you can literally ingest the goodness of God. And so the place that I just wanna land tonight with thinking about how do we process God's word? How do we process what He's speaking to us? Something for me that I've heard my whole life is how to practice. So I can read this scripture, and a lot of us have talked about that. Do we eat gluten? Like, is that the practice that we have, or do we not? Do we drink wine? Is that the practice that we have, or do we not? We can speak in practices. I think what's really beautiful and what we see. Woven all through scripture, but woven all through Romans 14 are these postures. We see postures that he wants us to approach him with. That practices are amazing. And like Shauna prayed, disciplines are amazing. They're beautiful. They are a gift from God. They are an offering unto him. Absolutely. But if I can do a lot of practices in my own strength and the posture of my heart, isn't what he's asked, then I'm missing a lot of just his goodness, of the grace and of the joy that he brings. Priscilla Shirer says this, there is a power in your positioning. There is power in your posture. And so I want to encourage you tonight, if you have maybe been hard on yourself about certain things that Practices that you haven't been doing, or practices that you have been doing, take a step back and just invite the Lord to reveal the posture of your heart that He's refining, that He wants to take you to the next level. What are the postures, whether it's in Romans 14 or just in general? that have opened the door for God to speak to you personally.
4: Um, there's a word in Psalms that David uses a lot, and it's Selah. Mm. And you read the Psalms, and he's like, they're coming after me, they're going to kill me. And then you hear, see, Selah, which means pause in his presence. And that Selah moment, and he, then all of a sudden, everything is restored. All of a sudden, he comes back, but you are good, you are God, you have me. Um, one of the verses that I have just learned to linger, and so it's learning to not just it's positioning, it's also lingering. Yeah, it's good. It's just not. It's not just like okay, I need an answer. It's just pausing in His presence and just waiting. Sometimes it feels like eternity, but just pausing and waiting until He speaks. One of the verses that I love. This is kind of my life prayer now. Um, it's Psalm five three. It says that each and every sunrise. You will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of mm. praise to you. Every morning, I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. It's just that position, like, okay, Lord, so do beautiful. surgery, because I know it's not gonna, only going to change me, it's going to benefit me too. So,
0: yeah. so beautiful. What are the postures that have opened the door for God to speak to you?
5: For me personally, it's been humility. It's been a... God's talking to me about pride and humility tonight. I don't know what <laughs> it is. But uh, for me, when I'm humble, it's amazing um, how I'm able to hear from the Lord. On the flip side, when I'm prideful, it's, he seems very quiet. Hmm. So it's posture of humility. My name is Philip. Uh, something that came to my mind really for me is when I get into this um, sink of reflection, that's when I will hear. When I reflect and open my eyes to recognize even the unpredictable, maybe what has already been revealed and happened. And it's just putting the pieces together through reflection.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I love it too. That's something we all can do. Whether it's a drive to work or reminiscing with your spouse or talking about, you know, whatever with your best friend, the years of life that you've lived together and just recalling the goodness of God, reflecting on who he is. And he's like, guess what? I'm not done. I'm not done being faithful to you.
10: I can really relate to um, Lauren's dad just about the fear element of like feeling unworthy, um, and coming in like almost not wanting to like Mm. come before the Lord because you're almost afraid that maybe he's not going to speak to you at all. Like maybe it's not even just that you don't want the answer, but maybe you'll go into that place and leave without anything. And I think that's really scary. And for me coming from a very, um, religious and legalistic background um, it's it's hard to not just put those practices into place because Mm -hmm. it's very like checkbox type of thing Um, and so you really have to feel like you are fully like presentable right before him to like enter into that place Um, and I think for me a journey of of beginning to break off a lot of that legalism, and a lot of those lies and structures, um, and, and really entering into more relationship and maturity. Um, and for me, one thing that's been so, um, it's just given me a lot of hope in that I can hear from him is Isaiah 30, tw- 21, where it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears he- will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way and walk in it. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think that's given me the the boldness to know that it's okay to, Move forward, like, because as we mature, it's not. Like, as you're raising a child and they're learning to walk, you know, when they're infants, you're holding them all the time. And then as they're learning to walk, you stand in front of them. And you're like, come on, come on. And then as they get a little bit bigger and they're toddling, like, you hold their hand next to you. But as they mature, as our children grow, like, we're just watching them with our eye, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it just gives me the the courage and the to to realize that, like, as we mature, it's okay to, like, move forward and know that he's like leading us with his eye and that the teacher is never far from us then, right? And we can just, we'll just hear and we'll know to turn to the right or to the left. And then it just helps to dissolve that fear. Yeah.
0: Would you, um, just multiple things that you mentioned. So you mentioned fear, spirit of legalism and just kind of coming out of that. And then also obviously the courage. Can you just pray into that? Whatever's on your heart. Sure. For people in this room who
10: maybe just need that to be lifted off of them. Yeah. Father God, we know that we are not worthy, Lord, but you have made us worthy. God, from Jesus, from your sacrifice, you have made us worthy. And and Lord, you are you're a daddy, and you are the best dad. And Lord, I just I just pray over anybody that feels that you are a master rather than a dad, Lord, that those, um, that those feelings would be um, just broken off, Father, and that they would be able to see that you really are a loving Father that created us, that delights in us, Lord, that truly has plans and purposes and life abundant life and blessings and that there is no fear lord because your perfect love casts out fear yeah. so god i pray that each one of us can break off the constraints of religion father and and checking boxes and feeling like we have to be dressed up you know in in a sense to come to enter into your presence father that we can come as a mess that we can come just as we would receive our own children um, as they come to us. Lord, God, if we want good things for our kids, how much more do you want for us, Lord? And so God, I just pray for the boldness to be able to move forward, Lord because we can't you can't steer a car that's not in motion. So God, I just pray for the courage for each, each of us to know that if we just begin to move, that you will steer and direct our Mm -hmm. path and that you are never far from us. And that we are just so, that you have made us so worthy of what you have in store for us. And God, that you are never far. And we just pray all that in your mighty name. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord.
5: Uh, Real quick, Janelle. When Susan was sharing that, for whoever might have an ear to hear this, uh, I will hear from time to time as a pastor, people say, um, I just don't hear the Lord in the way that I used to. And Susan, you just gave me an answer to give to that person from now on, because I think what she said is absolutely from the heart of God in the fact that when we are parents with little ones, we stand in of them, come on, come on, come on, come on, and they start to do it. And once they get good at that, we come alongside of them and we're still there. But then we kind of start to fade off into the distance a little bit we're still there we will still correct but we're starting to give them the freedom and again for whoever needs to hear that i would just submit maybe god was speaking to you because you were just learning to walk but you're walking now and god is going hey whether you go to the right or left i'm right there behind you telling you this is the way i will i will continue to speak to you it's just going to be in a different way than it was at the beginning Mm -hmm. So good, Susan. Oh, man.
7: One that came in via text, uh, my name is DJ, but I'm not the person who submitted this, so sorry, Um, is a a predisposition of obedience that they said that when they're predisposed to obey, then the Lord meets them there. So something to be said about just a heart that's wanting to not just hear for information, but truly to, to respond in obedience. Yeah.
11: I feel like a critical point for me sounds kind of counterintuitive, but a willingness to miss it, mm-hmm. a willingness to get it wrong, a willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, if we think that we have to get it right because we think we've heard from the Lord, that is everything we're talking about about fear or all of these challenges comes from the thought that somehow we think it's on us, yeah. and that we've got to get it right, and that we've if, if we heard, then we better be sure that we've heard. And so the more that I understand that he's got me, whether I really heard right or not, like that really becomes important for the foundation of my hearing. So I would just say, like, it's okay to miss it. We're all going to miss it. And if we start hearing, it's not about getting it right all
0: the time. So good. And Pastor Kim is going to be doing – a class actually on hearing God, the voice of God, where we have an opportunity, if this is something that you're wanting to grow in, it's a safe place to do exactly what Angela said, to seek the Lord, to miss it, and to find freedom in that, Mm -hmm. to find freedom in the fact that if I give just a word, And maybe I have completely just missed what the Lord was trying to communicate or whatever, and I get it wrong. I can trust that God speaks to Jess. And so this is a place where we can come and we can practice hearing the voice of God and stepping out in faith. That's going to be March 16th and March 23rd, and it's at 630 here.
12: Um, I'm Amy, again, the cookie person. Um... (laughs) I think something that the loser <laughs> But the winner of the I'm gift the one card. who drinks Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> um ben is not hearing from God right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank God for community. To loser keep of us the in game,
4: check. winner of the
7: gift card.
12: <laughs> I love it. Um, something that God has been teaching me a lot lately is just the posture of worship and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Because I think that so often in the morning, I can fill up three pages in my journal of problems and things that I need his answers on right now because this is happening and this is happening and please tell me what to do about it. And I never actually enter the space of just thanking him for what he has put in front of me Mm -hmm. and for worshiping him for who he is and speaking truth over who I am. And so it's funny because in the times that I put that aside and I start my morning, well, I should back up and say, when I do just present all my problems to him and I'm like, give me an answer now. I feel like I never hear something in those moments. But then the mornings when I don't even put my problems in front of him and maybe don't even ask him specifically for guidance on this or that, when I spend time just worshiping him and just filling myself with the truth of who he is and who I am, those are the days that when I'm going about my day, he interrupts me and speaks to me. And and so I think that he's teaching me a lot about how when I'm approaching him to be in relationship with him, worshiping him, just um, looking at him for who he is, those are the times that he does speak because I'm seeking him for relationship and not seeking him as like a vending machine.
0: Yeah. That's so powerful. What will gratitude not shift? Really. Because he's already met all of our needs. And so when when we are just able to take a moment to see that, it shifts absolutely everything. So good.
3: Well, I have a lot. Of, I'm Shanda. I have a lot of thoughts, and I don't really know how to organize them, but... How about the posture of just accepting that um, he, he, are, he is Lord and, and He is going to lead us and just knowing that He always is talking to us? I think the less I ask for something specifically and I'm just, I know He's there and He's talking to me all the time, that's when I hear things better. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that He's there more, it's just that I receive it more. I mean, like I tell my kids, you know, if you hear a voice in the back of your head, don't ignore it because that's God talking to you. And it might be about things they wouldn't even ask for him to be there, but he's talking to them. Um, or even like real-life experience, my daughter just tried out for soccer, and I, before she found out what team she made, it's not about praying about a specific team to be on. Just know that there's a plan, and it's about the relationship she's going to have and who she's supposed to be there for. That's, she's already going to be placed where she belongs. So just listen. Just yeah. be led.
0: Yeah, so the posture of trust, the posture of having open hands, open hearts. We've heard the posture of courage of humility of obedience and it's it can be so hard with topics like this because again we can say well great then humility is my practice obedience is my practice so now they're on my checklist and in the morning I'm going to make sure am I humble check am I obedient check Maybe for that five seconds. Okay, great. And we want to make it go through, but again, as every person has referenced that has spoken, it's all about will we be quick to reach out for his hand? Will we be quick to call to him? Jeremiah 33:3, this is another promise. Call to me and I will answer you. That is a promise. That's exactly what Chanda is saying. We can believe, we can trust, we can have faith. That he's already speaking. He wants to be so available and so near. He is available and he is near. Would we reach out? Would we call out? Does anyone else have anything that they want to share? Of a a posture that has opened the door for God to speak to you?
8: Bill. Um, for me, it's just expecting that he's going to speak. Mm. Um, yes. <clears throat> I had been, it was at a really tough sales meeting, and um, uh, I came out of the meeting and went out to my car, and just took a moment. And I, um, I kind of have a chillax station that I listen to. It's kind of new age music, and <laughs> so <laughs> I... I got in the car, and before I started up, I said, Father, does it bother you that I listen to kind of this new age stuff? And and I just got a sense. It was like, nah, no, no, go ahead. So I turned the key on, the ignition, and punched the station on, and uh, on came an instrumental version of Ferris Lord Jesus. Mm. Uh, of anything that could have been played, that's what it was. And it, obviously my heart was in a place to realize and recognize that it was him. Hmm. And so I was just expecting him to answer. And that's how he chose. Yeah. Oh.
0: So good.
8: I want to tag along with that DJ here.
7: Um, I've been thinking about communion lately and the elements of the wine and the bread representing the blood and and the body of Jesus. And the idea of the blood is what makes us right with the Father. And the bread is all of the provision for everything that we need, including his word, his direction, his word to us. And so it's almost like I wonder if if a part of our posture is kind of to your point, Bill, expectation. Because of the righteousness of the blood, mm. I'm able to receive, I'm able to expect the bread. Does that make sense? My, my daily bread. When I ask for daily bread, wisdom, direction, his word. I'm able to receive that because I'm made righteous by the blood. If the enemy can get in and he tries 24-7 to say, nope, you're not worthy. Nope, God, you can't hear because of this and this and this and this. But if if I'm able to hear the Lord's word of blessing spoken over me and of righteousness because of Jesus' blood, then that kind of positions my heart to go, well, it isn't about my righteousness. It's about his, and therefore I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I'm expecting to partake of the bread of Jesus, you know, the word of of God. So just something that maybe that's for somebody else too, but I know it's for me.
0: Well, thank you all for being willing to share. And I just want to pray. Um, I know this is so silly, but we, you know, there are postures. Obviously, we can place our hands in front of us. We can raise our hands based on his goodness. We can literally kneel before him. And so I'm going to invite you, if you want to stand, if you want to kneel, whatever posture you want to take as we close in prayer, um, I'm, I'm just going to ask him to do this work in us. So Jesus, first and foremost, we say you are worthy. You are so good. That verse that says, who am I? That you are mindful of me, but not only to provide my every need, but even, God, to give us your word, that we would discover you, that we would have a path that we can walk in. And so I pray for every person in this room, Lord. I thank you for Romans 14. And we just ask, God, that we would have a posture that would welcome you, that we would be fully convinced of your goodness that we would come before you to honor you. God, we give thanks to you tonight. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your presence, for your faithfulness, for your voice. Thank you that you have made a way for us to hear you and to serve you. God, we ask that we would have a posture that does not pass judgment, but a posture that allows us to walk out the righteousness, peace, and joy of your Holy Spirit, that we would pursue peace, and that we would pursue the building up of those around us. God, we choose tonight that our posture would be one that does not pass judgment on ourselves, that we would be freed from that inner critic, Lord, and we would walk in the freedom of your spirit, that as has been spoken, that you have said that you call us worthy, that you call us beautiful, that you call us child. God, we ask that we would just walk in the spirit of faith, of obedience, of humility. All of these different things, Lord, that we know there is no way we can do in our own strength. And so I thank you, God, for the tools and the utensils that you are handing to each person in this room tonight to rightly divide your word, that you are sustaining your people. God, you will nourish us. And you have created us to be in the form of a family where when someone literally cannot lift their arm to put a spoon or a fork to their mouth, that people will come around them and will feed them truth, will edify them, will encourage them. Lord, we want to be a family. We link arms in this room tonight. I just pray, Lord, for freedom, that as we realize how beautiful It is that you would call me, you would call us to yourself. Being held accountable is not a burden to bear, but it's an honor and a privilege of knowing you. And so we just thank you, God. Thank you for your blood. I thank you for this work that you are doing in each person tonight, Lord. And I pray for divine conversations to flow out of this week that would just be invitations to share your goodness with those around us. We thank you, Lord, we we praise you and we say that you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, for sharing. Please, 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 if you are able to join March 16th and March 23rd in this room, 630, let's hear God together. Let's grow. Let's not be afraid, like a toddler, to stumble all over the place and have a little bit of fun. Um, We would love to have you. So be blessed, have an amazing week, and we'll see you next week.